everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number, holy shit, 98. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Hey, Mako, you're starting to sound a little robotic. You want to try that again? I am Mako-chan. I think that new router is really fucking your shit up, so... At least I'll be out there to fix it this weekend. Yay! Oh, now you really sound a little soft and clouded. You can't hear me at all? Hello? I can hear hear you you just fine. But on my end, you just sound a little bit robotic. You don't sound crystal clear. Okay. Well, I, I should be. I, I think I may have a way to fix that, so don't even worry about it. So, other than that, what's everybody been up to? Don't everyone scream at once. Yay. Wait a minute. I just thought you were asking who, who's going to go first. Wait, did I just say this was episode 98 or 99? 98. 98. Oh, we're on episode 99. Yeah, we're on episode 99. <laughs> oh, God. I think I see what happened. I, the file was named 98, but everything else said 99. I was st- staring at the file name. Son of a bitch. Dumas. I shut at you. Dumas. Don't make me, don't make me Katamari you, because I will. Dumas. You have a Katamari coming to you this weekend, girl. Dumas. Oh, I knew I'd do one even better. I will deny you alcohols. You cannot, since I am buying them. Oh, yeah. watch me. <laughs> we'll play keep away with the bottles. Yes, yes, we will. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> that just ain't right. But I think it kind of sort of is. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, in case you haven't heard, um, Mako-chan turns a big 3-0 again for the uh, fifth time in a row. So we're go- she's having a party, you know, so we're going to... Wait, wait, wait. How is this turning the big 3-0 for the fifth time in a row? Because um, most women always lie about their age, so... Well, today I'm 29, tomorrow I will be 30. And then next I'm year... I'm lying about that. And then next year you'll be 30, and the year after that you'll be 30. No, because everybody thinks I look like I'm 22, 24. Something must be wrong with their prescription lenses. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Mako-chan, which, how was your week? How was your day? Um, the week has been eh. The weekend was fun. Um, went out drinking with you. Hooray, beer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's about it. I got my uh, Xbox crap figured out. I was actually on a uh, service call with them before we started. That's what I needed the time for. Um, It seems that there was suspicious activity with my account. I didn't get an email or anything like that from them. The first time I even heard about it was the fact that I tried to renew my gold account and they said oh you can't do that you need to contact us Mm. 
Do you have any credit cards attached to your account? Nope. Same here. I even removed my PayPal just to be on the safe side. Nope. And I'm talking to the, the service guy, and he's like, yeah, um, there was suspicious activity about 12 months ago. What? I'm like, why am I only just now hearing about suspicious activity from 12 months ago? Depending on what it was. Did they did they at least say what um what type of suspicious activity it was? Nope, just suspicious activity. I would have asked, but you know. Eh, but it's all taken care of, so we're good to go with Rock Band this weekend. Hooray! Speaking Sweet. of, I forgot the drums at your house. Yes, yes, you did. Well, maybe Ari can bring his drums. If you if you insist, I'll have to. It's been a while since I played them, so they're a little bit dusty, and I have to put in some new batteries. Okay. It should work. Uh, we need drums and one guitar. And uh, Ranma, you can bring another microphone. I'll, how many microphones do you have? I only have one. I I have like three sitting in my shelf. Good. Then you can bring them and we can do harmonies and shit. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And, um, and Ari also has a keyboard, so that would probably be pretty cool. Uh well, there won't be too damn many of us because mm. a couple of people uh, backed out, but should still be fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I started getting my uh, birthday wishes today, and Kyle A. Bear posted on my Facebook and said, "Happy birthday." You should put "Happy birthday to my future daughter." <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, exact wording was if the frickin'. Oh, good. My Facebook won't load. Uh, the let's see, what was it? Live podcasting, boys and girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you all love me, so you live. Mm. Uh, uh, damn, how far back was it? Uh, before the Sailor Moon Guild Wars crap. Okay, mm. it's gone. Why is it gone? It's gone. It's gone. Nope, there it is. Have a fabu day, oh birth. That is what he wrote on my Facebook. Ah. Which is kind of cool because my birthday's not until tomorrow, so it's not even popping up on Facebook yet. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still in Australia or no? Uh, uh, He came back today. Okay. That's what I was thinking, is that he was probably still on Australia time. Good eye, Mike. And it popped up. But still. I got a message, and I'm like, oh! It was just really cool. Something happy while I was at work being shit on. Well, you are his, you are his candied bacon supplier, you, you freaking drug lord, you. <laughs> hey, what, what can I say? I enjoy making bacon crap, and he enjoys eating it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Well, I've been sick for the past week or so, and mm-hmm. I've been going through cough drops, cough medicine, and all sorts of inhaler medicine for a like day in and day out, so there's that. It's not like flu or anything, because... Now, nowadays it's just like uh, the past couple of days it's just been coughing and uh, hacking up stuff mm. but uh, 
two other th things. When I was at work, um, one guy drove through my booth, and I was wearing one of the uh, short punch shirts I got. It was the uh, you know, old batter one, Pokeball. It says Born a Train on it. Yeah, what about it? The guy, the guy wrecking, like, thought it was cool, and he told me about how he was at this little convention that, at a, that's held at the college a couple weeks ago. I said, KatoriCon, and like, like, oh, yeah, I was there. I was as Naruto. And he said, yeah, I was a big guy dressed as Ash. And, yeah, he re remembered me for that. Well, that's pretty cool. And uh, something else that happened this week, Botchamania number 222 uh, hit, the, hit the Internet. And we, we had joked that, you know, see it before it gets taken down because YouTube likes to uh, – like pick off Botchamania videos like they're going for extra points, but the song I contrib I contributed to Matthews, you know, the reward for contributing to Matthews Botchamania at Magfest Kickstarter, mm -hmm. it played during that during this Botchamania. It was uh, starts about seven minutes in at the uh, American Wrestling Association package. That's pretty cool. I made a I made a post about it on our Facebook page. Oh. I don't know. How many people saw it or not? Actually, about a couple of hundred people saw it, so that's pretty cool. Awesome. I'm not sure if he listens to our podcast or not, but Matthew, thanks a lot, man. It, that was awesome of you. Sweet. So as for me, I am pretty much stuck taking my trigonometry class because they're telling me that I do need to take it, even though the math class they gave me, which was math for electricians, which is like a little more complicated, but I guess in their book they equal out as algebra, so... I'm just going to suffer my way through the whole thing. Um, Have fun with that. Yeah. I'm starting to pick it up and figure shit out, but it is what it is. Um, I also took care of my 599 application where you have to apply for, not like for a grant per se, but what the 599 application means is that New York State acknowledges the fact that you are in school, so they won't hound your ass on finding a job which means you may get extended unemployment benefits, and you may get more unemployment benefits. And it may, it also maybe a possibility of getting a grant to go towards my my teaching. Uh, not teaching, but towards my schooling. I think it's pretty cool. Well, it is what it is. That's cool. It's, they're good saying, for you, man. Yeah, thanks. They're saying that it's good for 24 months, and I'm like, well, if I'm looking at my credits the way I think I am, I should be done in August. But I will find out like towards the end of this semester, make sure everything's lined up. So if I am done in August, whenever it's time for me to walk the stage, I will walk the stage. Awesome. Yeah. Who? Ten years in the making. Who would have thought it? <laughs> These projects take time. You got that right. But uh, let's see what else we got here. Don't forget, um, we are on the VOD Networks Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Thursday, Encore Presentation at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to check out our forums. I think we need to start posting on there and start telling people to check us out and so forth. So, I'm seeing a lot of cobwebs roll through there. Too bad we're not charging them rent. <laughs> I'd love to. And... Ari? Yeah? You should be banned from the internet for this. <laughs> <laughs> but granted, you didn't do this cosplay. 
So you get a reprieve, but they should be banned from the internet. My boy. <laughs> what we're talking about here is um, someone actually cosplayed the King and Princess Zelda from the Zelda CDI um, video game. It's wow, it's really bad. The games are the cosplay is actually pretty well put together. I'm just kind of I'm just like in utter shock. <laughs> I am in utter shock. I was checking my DeviantArt messages and I saw that and I heard you going to your ramp random thinking oh this is too good to pass up because i, I knew you'd probably l- click on it as you were talking and then i was expecting you to just like break down laughing when you saw it well i just posted to my personal wall so and a matter of fact i think i will post this to um to our official uh facebook page which is facebook.com slash anime jam session Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, we have some articles, a couple of topics to talk about, and we have an interview with Bill Rogers from KatoriCon. So when we get back, we're gonna kick things up in high gear. Sounds good. <clears throat> Mark yes. What? Your timing is 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 perfect as the Hindenburg. <laughs> that means it goes down in flames. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We will be back.
たいことより
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. And so, before we begin uh, into the articles, I have something I want to say um, for, for one brief moment. I ain't stopping you. Well, well thank you. Thank, thank you. I greatly appreciate that. Well, first thing I need to do is put in the um, proper background music. Department of Complaints and Grievances? Oh, no, 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 no. As many times as a bunch of us has complained about this company, they are no longer worthy of complaints and, and, and grievances. Let's see, is this the one? I'll take this one. It's close enough. I'll take this one. This is just fine. For the past couple of years, Ubisoft has been promising us uh, downloadable content for Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game for Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. They said over the summer they were going to release new DLC where you get to play as Wallace Wells and finally, online co-op play. We've been wanting this for a very long time. The summer came and went and they said, oops, can't do it for you. We'll have it out in February. The gamers rejoiced. Now, mind you, I totally forgot that it was coming out this week. I, I figured somebody's going to mention it. That's going to run out five points, get the DLC done. No, no, not even. Ubisoft has decided to delay the, the DLC of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game. So I am none too thrilled about that. Evidently, Ubisoft feels that it's more important for them to focus on Assassin's Creed. Fuck Assassin's Creed. That's all I have to say. You know what, Ubisoft? Get off your asses and listen to... Do something for once in your life that other companies do not do, except for maybe for Nintendo, but even then. Listen to your fans. They are screaming for Scott Pilgrim. They do not care for... Assassin's Creed. Besides, the third one sucked balls. So get off your ass and bring us the DLC. Thank you. And that's my two cents. But alas... There's no word on when the DLC will be ready, is there? Nope. Uh, of course not. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was pushed back to March. Was it? I thought they said March. I did not see that. 
well, then there's only one there's only one thing to do in order to figure this out and find out what the truth is behind it. Go to the internet. And luckily with my fast internet connection, I can pull it right up. They said it's been delayed for fine tuning to incorporate feedback and so forth. It's according to Ubisoft, the downloadable content for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, has been delayed for fine tuning and to incorporate feedback from the passionate Scott Pilgrim community. Ubisoft is addressing the feedback from the community on the best ways to honor retro games in the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game DLC in an accurate and respectful manner. Ubisoft and a new team developing the DLC, respective creative properties, and of course, want to deliver our game experience as a proper tribute to the Scott Pilgrim franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I gotta do is just make the online co-op not laggy as hell. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm not seeing anything here where it's going. Where they're saying it's going to come out in March. If it comes out in yeah. March, let it come out in March. But you know what? At least knock fifty um, Microsoft points off, off the price. That's all I'm asking. But anywho, let's get into the to, to daily news of the roll call. Uh, Mako Chan, I want you to take this one. Uh, what one was number one? Dragon Con. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. All right, let me pull this up. Mm-hmm. All right, we have um, kind of uh, it, it's it's from about a week ago now. Um, but it seems that the co-founder of Dragon Con was uh, finally um, <clears throat> finally sent back to Georgia for the uh, accusations in 2000 that he sexually abused three boys. Um, basically, he was booked into Gwinnett County Jail Saturday after extradition from Connecticut. Uh, where he was allegedly violating his probation. The 51-year-old man had been arrested in August 20, uh, August 25, 2000 on accusations that he sexually abused three boys, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Kramer spent several years, several years under house arrest and was allowed to travel between Georgia and New Jersey for medical treatments related to spinal and respiratory problems. In late 2011... He was arrested in Connecticut when he was allegedly found in a Milford hotel room alone with a 14-year-old boy, according to the Associated Press. He told officers at the time that he was the boy's guardian. He was able to fight extradition for years because he was deemed physically incapable to withstand trial. He quit his job with Dragon Con around the same time he was arrested in 2000. He's now being held without bond in Atlanta and is expected to face child molestation charges. On the other hand, um, because of this, uh, the thing is, um, even though he stepped down from Dragon Con, mm-hmm. Dragon Con is a for-profit. They are not a non-profit organization. They actually make money on their convention. Even though he stepped down from being a CEO, he still has shares in the company. Shares enough that he made in 2011 alone $154,000. Because of this, a lot of authors and creators are looking to attempt to um, boycott Dragon Con. 
Uh, horror author Nancy A. Collins, who is among the first to speak out against Kramer, contends Dragon Con organi uh, organizers haven't done enough to extricate, extricate themselves from its co-founder. And so in a proposal circulated Monday by uh, Stephen Bissett, the former Swamp Thing writer calls for professionals to boycott the convention in an effort to cut off the flow of money to Kramer, who has been using the 150 k plus a year he receives each year from Dragon Con to avoid trial and manipulate the justice system. <clears throat> no matter what Dragon Con does or says, funds from the convention will continue to go to Kramer until he either dies or the corporation that runs the convention dissolves and reincorporates under another name, Colin writes. Dragon Con knows what needs to be done, but it has been dragging its feet on this matter and has gone to great trouble over the last 12 years to hide the fact that they continue to fund Edward Kramer's lifestyle. It is up to the professionals, he writes, artists, uh, we writers, artists, musicians, editors, actors, and filmmakers to make a stand as we are a large part of what attracts at least, at last count, 50,000 fans to the convention each Labor Day. Um... Yeah, and that's that's basically it. Uh, he's been using the this money to uh, basically bail himself out of the uh, the uh, bail himself out of jail and go for his bonds and crap like that. So everybody is looking to try and get everybody else on to basically boycott you know you know really I mean I understand why people are up in arms but the sad part is it's, this is no different from the whole issue with Applebee's if 100 people are going to protest and say they're not going to go or support 75 of them will still go because they real because maybe at that seventy five maybe half of them realize they make a they make one hell of a profit down there so it's like morals over money. What they need, what Dragon Con should do, is f find somebody to buy out his shares of the of the convention itself. He won't sell any more of his shares. He's actually asking for more percentage. Mm -mm. That's the reason. That's the reason why these people actually found out that he was still making money, is because he sued Dragon Con to get more money. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is, but is there something in the bylaws at states where where something like this you you know? I have no idea. Obviously, he didn't get any more money, so mm. I'm guessing that yeah, there was already something written down saying that he couldn't. But that was the whole reason why they even found out that he was still getting money from them. Mm -hmm. Is because he sued them. What's up with this mugshot of him? Why is he why is he in a neck brace and it looks like they snatch him right out of a hospital bed for this. No no when I when I, when I look at this, only one thing comes to mind. People versus what? Larry Flint? No. Hello, Clarice. Oh god. Not quite. But I find it amusing that there's a yarmulke on his head. Is that what that is? That's what that is, yeah. I couldn't tell. I know what I know what it's a yarmulke because I, I wore one for my friend's wedding. 
Now there's a picture of me wearing one on my Facebook somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, people wanted me to go to Dragon Con. I don't think I'm going to go, not because of this, but money issues, but you know. Yeah, there have been a couple of people that wanted me to go, too. Drink Con, you know, but... I mean, if people do... I'm sorry, but I can go to any convention and do the shit that everybody says you can do at that convention. Mm -hmm. So I just can't do it in front of every convention goer there. At least at Dragon Con, with most of the hotels connected, you could actually walk around through the connected hotels with an open bottle. I could just yeah, see you walk... from what I'm seeing from the uh, comments, yeah. uh, it looks like it's like a lot of people are like, oh, I only went once. The hotels suck. Well, that's, that's always part of the case. <clears throat> what, what, what Dragon Con needs is an actual decent lawyer who can kind of get him, get rid of him, you know? Yeah, well, they need a decent lawyer. Um, I'm trying to find out... Uh... I'm trying to find out because there was one person, not anybody even gives a shit about her. Um, come on, load. Load, 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 bitch. Thank you. Um, Uh, yeah, Adrienne Curry. That name sounds familiar. She's, uh, she was America's Next Top Model Cycle 1 winner. Yeah. Uh, she married one of the Bradys from the Brady Bunch. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she does a lot of her modeling, she does a lot of cosplay modeling. Okay. She's like a complete nerd girl. Hmm. And she's actually said she used to go. She's like, I will never go to another Dragon Con. She's like, I don't care how much money they offer me. I will never go again. As somebody who lived through and survived child molestation, she's like, I will have no part of Dragon Con ever and I, again. And I don't blame her for saying that. I truly don't. I don't blame her for that either. I don't blame her for that either, but that's one person, one... Yes, famous model, if you want to get to that, that has already said she will never go back to Dragon Con because of this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am reading, I'm sorry, I'm just checking out the comments on the uh, Zelda picture. Uh, here's one. I think every time someone dredges these games back up, another portal to hell opens in some unsuspecting person's backyard. <laughs> For some reason, I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly thinking of Pet Cemetery, but... Wow, the whiplash with the mood is enough to break someone's neck. <laughs> let's move on. Please. Yeah. Yes, let's... Um, next up, uh, the Kite movie movie project. Ari, would you like to take this one? If you insist. I do. All right, let's get it queued up. 
Let's get it queued up. Now loading. Dot, 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 dot. I'm not playing Sonic 2006 here. Or Street Fighter Alpha 2 on a Super NES. Oh, wow. Someone else remembers that port? Yeah, that and Batman Returns were the only two games for the Super NES that I know of that had a now loading screen. <laughs> uh, fuck, it's not loading for me. Well, then I will take this. Uh, grab, get the next one ready, then. Gotcha. After the sudden and surprising death of director David R. Ellis, the Kite live-action project obviously was put into a bit of chaos. Nobody has said anything for a bit since it wasn't a time or place, but a lot of elements were already put into play for the project and a decision had to be made. It turns out that the project is being taken over by South African director Ralph Zeman, and things are, con are continuing forward as Ellis had set into place. With Samuel L. Jackson, India... Wait, hold on. Samuel Jackson, India Isley, and Carolyn McAuliffe. Wow, I, I butchered that one. McAuliffe or uh, Oliffe? Yeah, yeah, Oliffe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See now, if you couldn't get it, then I'm like, Ugh. we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. The the feature was set to be filmed at Johannesburg. And it was expected to be filmed and start in February, but it's largely expected to continue, though some allowances are obviously going to be made in regards to getting everything set up. According to Sam Jackson, the zest and enthusiasm David Ellis had for his project led to my commitment to do it. The same commitment to David leads me to fulfill my obligation to see his dedication fulfilled. See here to the um, anime concept. She may be cute. She may be young. She may seem innocent and naive, but don't be fooled. She's a cold-blooded killer, and if you're on the wrong side of the law, you may be her next target. After being orphaned at a young age, her parents victim of a brutal double murder, Sawa was taken in by the detective assigned to her case. Not content to just watch as the imperfect justice system let more and more criminals go loose every day, he's decided to train her to be his instrument of justice. After all, who'd suspect a pretty college student of being a deadly vigilante? This movie better at least be close to two hours. At least close to two hours, so. Fuck, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I didn't even know the director had passed away. I hadn't heard about that either. Well, what this new director doesn't really have a whole hell of a lot under his belt. So, it looks like this might just be a failed project. I'm hoping not, but yeah, it doesn't look like, I mean, he's only directed six titles, mm. and one is a documentary, one is uh, I I don't know, it looks like he directed... A video for not a, not one of the music videos for Faith No More, mm. but directed them talking about their videos. Like a documentary, in other words. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's not really a documentary. It's but yeah, I guess you could call it that. Yeah, so much. according to uh, David Ellis's wiki page, he he died on January 7th and was found in the bathroom of his hotel room in Johannesburg. There's no cause of death released, but there's no foul play, apparently. Mm. And he directed things like Final, Fan 
Final Destination 2, Shark Knight, and uh, Snakes on a Plane. Okay. I am sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And then there was also the movie Snakes on a Train. Oh, God. Yes, it went, It was a sci-fi original. That shouldn't that shouldn't shock anyone. Nope. Was it made by the same people who made Transmorphers? I have no idea. I don't think I want to know. In other words, low budget knockoffs of famous blockbusters. They're called mock busters. Yeah. Most of those mock busters are just to be mocked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's true. Yeah. So let's hope that this no-name guy can not screw this up. Be like that. Um, then, then again, it's a live-action version of an anime, and how many of those actually, you know, don't suck? Speed Racer. I said, don't suck. And I, it didn't suck. I didn't say it was perfect. I still want to see how that. many. Or, all right, how many non-Japanese live-action anime adaptations don't suck? Um, moving right along. <laughs> yeah. All right. Please take the next article about Dragon Ball Z. In so much as North America is getting a Dragon Ball Z manga in full color. Yay! This media for the North American version of Weekly Shonen Jump has announced that the Dragon Ball Z manga will be published in color beginning next week on February 4th, 2013. Or so this past Monday, in other words. The digital magazine will start with Chapter 195, which is the beginning of the Saiyan Saga and the DBZ part of the Dragon Ball manga. North America's Dragon Ball Z color manga will be the same as Japan's version, which was previewed last week on Saiyan Island through V-Jump. The difference is Japan will be getting separate physical releases, while North America will have it as part of the digital weekly Shonen Jump. North America's weekly sh- Jump officially launched on January t- 21st, 2013. A digital magazine, which can be read by those in North America at shonenjump.viz.com, has a simultaneous release of Japan's iteration of Shonen Jump. In other words, when the latest chapters of Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, among others, are released in Japan, they're released in Viz's media, Viz Media's weekly Shonen Jump. A 12-month membership containing 48 I- digital issues can be purchased for $25.99. Mm. Yeah, it's not... It's kind of cool that we're getting the full-color version and I'm gonna assume that if things go well and people are really into it, they'll probably release the physical version later on. But they have to... It has to be seen that people are gonna want it. Of course. I mean, look at how many times Funimation's released Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It's their license to print money. But do you see what I see? What? I see, I see some I see someone at Viz milking a cash cow. Uh. Uh. 
<laughs> of course, that was a given. Yeah. But not for nothing, I wouldn't. I, I would probably pay for the subscription if I knew for a fact that I can get Ronma one half. I mean, I do eventually plan yeah, on. Yeah, well, I can tell you right now, that's not going to be in there. Oh, I know. I would have to find alternate means to get digital copies of that. But I still plan on getting the. Um, finishing up the rest of the collection. But what sucks is that they did two prints of it. The second print run, I believe, went by the original 36 books. So. Trying to figure out where I left off and what I, where I picked up is going to be quite interesting. Okay, now we have to set up for our, for our last, um, pretty much our last article of the night, more or less. Well, we might as well let the song finish. And who will be taking this last one? I will take the last one. Of course she will. And for those who don't know the background music to this, this is the opening theme to Digimon Zero One, Butterfly. Why am I playing this? Simple. It seems that we're going to be seeing a brand new Digimon series. Nickelodeon is going to air Digimon Fusion. Saban Brands announced on Tuesday that Digimon Fusion television series will appear will air on Nickelodeon this year. The announcement notes that the series is the sixth installment of the Digimon franchise and describes the series as follows. Digimon Fusion is an all-new anime series and sixth installment of the Digimon franchise. The longest-running Japanese anime property. The series will feature all-new Digimon action and excitement following Mikey, a human boy who is transported into the digital realm and must team up with his new Digimon or digital monster friends before their world is deleted once and for all. New fusion powers allow Digimon to combine and fuse their abilities to create endless battle possibilities. Digimon Cross Wars, the original name of the sixth series, premiered in Japan 2010, and its follow-up, Cross Wars Tokyo Kikeru Shonen Huntatachi, premiered the following year in October. Neither of these television series have aired in North America yet, but Crunchyroll streamed the first series simulcast in the second as it aired in Japan. Saban announced last September that it acquired the Digimon franchise outside of Asia, and that it's working with Marvista Entertainment to distribute the series outside of Asia. In October, Saban debuted the series to potential broadcasters and distributors at the MIPCOM event in Cannes, France. So, I don't mind Digimon. I watched the first two seasons. I wish I had watched, I actually got my hands on the, the rest of the series. But, um, I thought it was pretty cool. I think I started Savers and kind of stopped a few episodes after. But this, but I, when reading this, I kind of found it hard to believe. This is like the sixth installment. Cause I'm like, there's got to be at least another series in it. And there you got Cross Wars. So now some people are complaining that it's going to be bad. And I mentioned to someone, could be worse. Could be Disney. Look at how well they're handling Naruto Shippuden. Yeah. Do I want to know how bad? I don't even remember the last time they actually aired an episode. Oh. Yeah. And I have no... As far as I know, the episodes are just going straight to DVD. But I liked... 
you know, see, Digimon came out when Pokemon was popular, so you gotta have your own clone, and then you had, which was, this is pretty much, I believe, is Bondi. I think. And then you had from Tecmo, um, Monster Ranch, better known in Japan as Monster Farm. But that... Well, when was the last time anyone heard anything about that? No, that was only planned for 52 episodes. And I actually oh, so, so it had a de definitive end, in other words. Yeah. And I uh, thought that was a pretty cool series. I like that one. Mm -hmm. So, do you think this will reignite the Pokemon versus Digimon pissing wars? I doubt no. it. Well, pissing contest, I guess I should I, say. I doubt it. I think... Pokemon won this war. It's, it's done, so... The only thing I hope that this does is make it popular enough that um, the Digimon Adventure game comes over here. Hmm. The one that was based off of the first season. It was released in January 17th? January, yeah, January 17th, which is the 15th anniversary of the franchise. Hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that it popularizes it again to have the game, at least that game, come back over here. Because I really want this game. And I want it in a way that I can understand what the hell is being said. What, you don't want to download it, um, a PDF of all the translations so you can go reference to your tablet when need, to, when need be? No. If I'm going to play a game like this, I want to be able to play the game and understand what the hell is going on in the game. I don't want to have to look up everything that everybody says. <clears throat> but I want them to release it here like they released it in Japan. Because in Japan, they got all of the main voice actors back to do all the voices. One of the reasons why I was pissed about Ranma 1 have 2 anything goes martial arts um getting canceled. They actually got um, the Viz um they actually got Viz and Ocean Group together to do the voices for the for the game. Oh well. But um before we break and put on our interview with Bill Rogers, this is something I would like to discuss. Uh oh. Now last week we were going to discuss an issue in regards to how some people are complaining about plus size cosplay. I was going to bring that up, but I found another article that kind of irked me that also caught my eye that popped up on my feed uh, yesterday. The title is called, I'm a black female cosplayer and some people hate it. I, I, I read this article from top to finish. It took me some time to do it because I just couldn't really stomach it per se. Not that it was badly written. This was a, a good this was a good written article. It really is. It's just the point of the article itself. And here's the article. After my picture started making the rounds of DeviantArt, Tumblr, and 4chan, it became pretty clear that my cosplay brings all the racists to the yard, and they're like, white cosplay is better than yours. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what she opens with? Yep. 
Once upon a time, I inadvertently started a cosplay race war on Tumblr. Whoops. Before we continue, I just want to put set the record straight that I inadvertently started a cosplay race war on 4chan. You did? Yes. Wait, this was years ago, wasn't it? Yes. It got to the point where people kept telling me, you've been posting, you've been posting. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Unless it's something serious, I really don't want to hear about it. I really don't. So here's the deal. I'm a cosplayer. If you don't already know what one of us in person, and you probably do, we're everywhere. You've probably seen people like me on the news, all dolled up in rainbow face paint and eye-popping wigs, 50 shades of spandex and skyscraper shoes for the sake of expressing love for and bringing our favorite characters to life at sci-fi, comic book, and video game and anime conventions. Since I started cosplaying in 2008, I traveled the country, hitting up as many cons as financially possible, all the while making incredible friends, unforgettable memories, and lugging hard to get through airport security props along the way. Have you tried to fly with a dress made out of plastic bubbles? Fun fact, you can't, but you can ship it to your hotel. Which is what I did that one year I went to Faname, and I set for my gun arm, because I'm like, well, fuck, there's going to be problems. Here's the second deal. I'm also black, which is fine by most everyone, until I had the audacity to cosplay a character who isn't. After my pictures started making the rounds of DeviantArt, Tumblr, and 4chan, it became pretty clear that my cosplay brings all the races to the yard, and they're like, white cosplay is better than yours. I got a crash course in this when in 2010 I cosplayed Sailor Venus, my favorite character from my favorite anime, uh, Sailor Moon. I found a fellow cosplayer to commission it from, and I, as I wasn't able to sew at the time, and worked carefully with it to bring the costume to life. I then constructed all my accessories, agonized over choosing a shade of blonde I thought would compliment me, and wore her to Akon 21. One of the big draws for cosplays at cons is going to sue specific photo shoots. When she was at the Sailor Moon shoot, she chatted up and, and befriended a photographer who took that infamous shot of her that will go on the numerous blog and forum posts. It's her pretty much doing Sailor Moon's pose, per se. <coughs> Eh. Or a similar post to hers. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, and before we continue, I mean, this is probably like the second or third Black Sailor Venus cosplayer I have seen, and she pretty much is tops from the other two because I don't remember. I do know one of them. Her Venus costume it was really bad, and the bow was a Christmas tree bow that she had, that she put in her wig, and she had this little plush Artemis that was no bigger than my, I was about the, about half the size of my fist on a yellow yellow garnet chain, you know, I'm like, wow really? But anyhow and we have a quote here for a black cosplayer, not to be racist, she did an amazing job, the original Tumblr post read it was later edited to include I love her skin tone after all hell broke loose. Me being the pretentious asshole that I can be at times, I would have said something like that. From one black cosplay to another, this was pretty good, you know? I think that would have made things worse. But this is me you're talking to. Yep. Personally, I've always been stuck on those first few words for a black cosplayer. As if the bar wasn't set lower for us, as if we weren't expected to perform on the same level as white cosplayers. I lost track of how many times this post was liked, reblogged, 
link to other websites and even now nearly three years after the original picture was taken complete strangers will come up to me and reference to me at cons it's even come up in job interviews well she does work at Funimation my Venus became the unintentional face of the cosplay race debate online as I would an example of black cosplayers doing it right as if nine times out of ten black cosplayers were doing it wrong by default <gasps> oh that could be I, that, that could be a topic for another time I'm not going to continue reading this whole thing, but I think everyone's gotten like the uh, the gist of all of this. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to reference how there are blogs like Cosplaying While Black and World of Black Heroes. And celebrity support from Gail Simone, the writer of DC's Batgirl. Now, I have no issues with this. If I did, I probably would have stopped cosplaying a long time ago, provided the fact that there would probably be death threats on my head. Like a death threat would stop you from cosplaying. Mm, probably not. But my thing is this. I I, I understand that she ne- she ha- she needed a place to vent and post her, you know, to say something about it, which I, I get, and I do understand that. But I'm just more annoyed about the fact that there is an article in regards to this. There is no secret that there is racism wherever you go. It doesn't have to be at conventions. It doesn't have to be in cosplay. It's just there. And I know some people get annoyed by it. But me, it's like, it is what it is, and you just deal with it. If somebody's going to say, oh, just because you're black, does it absolutely matter? Hell no. The only issue I ever had in cosplaying is should I take my glasses off when I cosplay Ranma or a few other characters that do not wear glasses? That was my only that was my issue from time to time. Or at the very least, take them off when you're getting your picture taken. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what lost me a lot of points with her is the fact that she cosplayed the princess from the Princess and the Frog. Because I personally was not a fan of that. I mean, I know some people liked that movie, but I didn't like it for the fact I felt that Disney was trying to throw black people a bone with that movie. That's what, how I felt it was. It is what it is. How much you want to bet the original dissenter who first saw this thing, what really was someone who tried to cosplay as Sailor Venus and saw that this woman did a better job than she did. Hmm. She has a picture of her female Captain America. It's It's okay. I've started to accept that there's going to be female cosplays of the Avengers and other characters in the fandoms. So, that, that, that's fine. If you can pull it off and make good, I don't care. <clears throat> now, the only issue I ever had with her Sailor Venus costume is the fact that the heels are too high. Most co- Venus cosplayers, it doesn't matter what your skin color is, never get it right. I mean, she's worrying about the height where if they were they were better off belonging to Mars, you know. Other than that, it, it, it is a great cosplay. Besides, Mars is the one that was all about punishing you in high heels. Yeah, there you go. All you need is put a whip in her hand and you're done. Too deviant art. No, <sighs> not you. Don't. <laughs> but I mean, I, I respect her cosplay. I, I respect her work, and I respect the article. It's just, a, it's just how I feel on it, and I got, and I got flack for it. Like one, one of my friends said that you're saying something about this, but yet you're saying 
this about the, the rules of cosplay. The whole rules of cosplay thing, that's one of us. She kind of, she stepped out of line and it was the tact is how she said it. Now, if I if I had those rules, I would have been a lot more tactful in what I said about it. And that's that. I just feel that if you I feel with this, you might be opening a can of worms with the whole racism thing. And now it's going to be a big thing at conventions. I don't think it should be. It shouldn't matter. If someone's going to be like, oh, you're doing a great cosplay because you're black. Say no, whatever. you're doing a great cosplay because you're doing a great cosplay. Yeah, exactly. And someone says, are you doing it for a black person? You're doing a great. Just say cool things and just keep walking. I remember an amazement. It might have been 2000. A woman walks up to me and asks for my picture. And she's like, wow, you're an awesome Ronma cosplayer. My boyfriend doesn't believe that there are black cosplayers. And her boyfriend is standing right next to her. And he's black. I found that amusing. Mm. Well, I'm going to read what I'm going to read the comment that I wrote on your post about that. Go for it. Some people are just assholes. The faster people learn that, the faster they can just get over it and have fun. I have the same damn problem as her, except I'm not black. I'm fat. Fat cosplayers get just as much bullshit spewed at them, if not more, because, oh my god, you can't cosplay her. She's supposed to be skinny. Mm -hmm. But of course, we get told to stop eating so much and just work out. They can't just be nasty about it. They have to act like doctors and tell you why you're fat, too. So yes, stopping giving a damn is about the only reason I haven't given up on cosplay and having fun. Because I sure as hell ain't cosplaying to impress those fuckers, and I sure as hell ain't changing myself just to cosplay correctly. Mm -hmm. Too long didn't read. Assholes are assholes, and if you're going to cosplay to impress assholes, you're doing it wrong. Well, there you go. That's it. If you cosplay for the people that are giving you grief, you're doing it wrong. So just ignore those assholes and have fun. You know, because, uh, and, and not for nothing, who knows, depending on your skin color, whoever you cosplay, you might be able to pull that off a lot better. I mean, not for nothing. I, I've seen some people, white uh, uh, Sailor Pluto cosplays and some fair-skinned Sailor Pluto cosplays. And after watching Sailor Moon S, I'm like, Wow, that that's that's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to each his own. And this whole thing about now, you know, she mentioned these blogs, um, cosplaying okay. while black and world of black heroes. I'm also on a Facebook group called Minority Cosplay, and I'm like, I'm 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 joining this group, and I hope to God no one says nothing stupid that makes me want to leave. Because I feel that somebody's, when you start doing stuff like Spanish this. cosplay love, this, you're starting to sound a little elitist. There's nothing elitist about cosplay and what we do. Let's just have at it. I remember like years ago at Otakon, we used to have the black cosplayer social thread. All that was was a bunch of black cosplayers getting together to chill out and have a good time. Because we're, we don't, you know, because why not? I, at that time, it was like, I guess I was leading the charge in black cosplay, as some people have said. And personally, I just feel 
I'm just doing what I like to do because it's fun. And and on the thread, it was like, you don't have to be black to be here. We're just it's a call to all of us to get together, you know, to chill, meet each other, take photos, whatever. And somebody actually got offended by that, and you start seeing the Spanish cosplayers social gathering, the Irish cosplayers social gathering, the eight. It was all fun and games, so someone did the Aryan Nation cosplayer social gathering. Oh my god, that's about as <laughs> hilarious as it sounds, right? Yeah, it was actually hilarious because the point was he was being, it was just to make anyone feel stupid about it. That was the point, you know? Mm hmm. And I'm looking, and I'm looking at the, like all these posts, and it's still going, but it, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, yeah, promote black cosplay. Yes, promote it. But there are some um, there are some cosplayers out there that are my skin color that need to be told, you need to stop. You really need to stop. But the thing is, that issue is in all races of cosplay. So, it is what it is. In the long run... If someone makes a, a statement or whatever, ignore it. Just roll Just roll with what you got and do it. If it really offends you, pop them in the face and keep walking. Don't lose your, don't lose your stride. And on that note, we're going to take another break. We're going to give you our interview with Bill Rogers, and then we're going to wrap things up. Hey, DJ Ron Mess here from Anime Jam Session at Katori Con, our first convention of the year. And we are here to have the wonderful, talented voice actor, one and only as Bill Rogers. Hey, hey. hey Bill, Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you. So, you know, I'll ask you the same question I ask pretty much most of the voice actors, and you can just roll with it. Okay. So, how did you get into this uh, field in the industry? How did I get into this field of the industry? Well, I uh, was a stage actor, and... Um, but as a child, I really wanted to be like a cartoonist or an animator. I really loved cartoons and animation. And uh, I studied a lot of that stuff when I was a kid. And um, I found as an actor, I was given the opportunity to do voice work. Uh, mm -hmm. Back in 2001, I had the opportunity to uh, be in a show called Assemble Insert, which was just two half-hour episodes. It was a direct-to-video release from Right Stuff International. Okay. And... Um, it was really cool, and uh, when I went in, I did just like a bunch of miscellaneous voices, and the director really liked me, and he was like, let's have you back in, and I continued to do voice work from there, and I still work on stage, and I still do indie film work, but uh, voice acting seems to be the thing that kind of stuck the most. That's pretty cool. So, what, what roles have you done that really stand out, you really enjoy doing? Um, well, there's a couple. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the big dramatic pieces that I did was I got to play Thomas Saguchi in uh, Gravitation, and um, that was like the first big because I you know I'd done a couple different uh, comedies and different things, but this was a nice nice meaty dramatic part that I did, and okay. it kind of put me on the map with the uh, the the anime community, and um, it's a it's a part I hold very near and dear to myself. Um, I also got to work on uh, Genshin, which is. Uh, a comedy about anime fans, and that did 
um, I was in an anime club, and you know we were all kind of a bunch of a bunch of geeks enjoying <laughs> anime and video games and whatnot. Yes, I'm getting the I'm getting oh, yeah, I'm getting the thumbs up of approval from your cameraman. Yeah, we all we all uh, associate with Genshin again. For a while, Miles was like Big Bang Theory, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I got to play Tanaka in that, and it was an absolute blast. But the thing that really uh, like is the thing that people know is is Brock in Pokemon. And that's one of those things where, like, when I talk to people and I say, well, I was Toma Saguchi in, in Gravitation and I was Tanaka Soichiro in Genshin, they're like, what? I'm like, Brock and Pokemon. Oh, my kids love that show! <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's, the, uh, that's, that's for the street cred, you know? That's where uh, a lot of people know who I am. And that, um, you know, Brock's off becoming a Pokemon doctor now, so uh, he's not in the show anymore. But I still voice about 30 or 40 different creatures in the show, so... I'm continuing to work on that, and that's been, God, it's about eight years of my life right now. Wow. And so it's, it was a big, a, big, uh, a big deal for me, and, um, you know, we continue to, to, to do the show, so it's a lot of fun. And so. I think that's pretty cool. So and you said you've done, like, indie films and stage acting. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I uh, got in my start. I, I live in Jersey, which which is where we are, and because out in internet land, they're like they could be anywhere. They're on the moon, but um, <clears throat> uh, I, I am a I am I am a Jersey boy. I actually was born in Brooklyn and, and raised on Long Island, but we moved back and forth, and so New Jersey's where I currently hang my hat. And um, I have done a lot of uh, local theater out in Jersey. Uh, work with a lot of different groups. I've had. Uh, the opportunity to be in a lot of really cool shows. I got to be Max Prince in Laughter on the 23rd Floor, and um, I got to play Dorian in Opus, and Billy Bibbit in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and um, I was also, last year, I got to play Nikki in a regional production of Avenue Q, so, Ooh. yeah, it was great. It was, it, was, it was probably one of the more demanding parts because you had to sing and dance and move around with a puppet and make sure that you were, you know, constantly puppeteering while you were running around like a crazy person on stage. So <laughs> it was it was definitely a challenge, but one of the one of the more rewarding performances of my career. I, I really think that's pretty cool. So just out of curiosity, if you didn't go towards the field of voice acting, would there something else you would have gone you would have gone in like more into like the indie films or the stage acting or something totally different? I'd like to do all of it. I mean, I really do. And um, I've, I've done some independent work uh, with Outworld Entertainment and Chainsmoking Monkey Productions, which uh, if you go do an internet search for them, you'll, you'll find their, their, uh, their pages. They're really cool, like, indie groups. And um, I've done some stuff on screen, and I've done some, some voice work for them. And uh, they know that, like, I'm, I'm, I end up being the go-to guy a lot of times when they need gotcha. voice stuff. But I love doing the on-screen as well. But the thing is, is the good thing about voice acting was with stage acting and, and, and on-screen acting is you're kind of limited by who you are. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that because I've had a lot of great parts. But with voice acting, I can be like a young boy or an old man or a dragon or like a little like mouse or a, uh, uh, I could be a little monkey because I was Chimchar in Pokemon. And um, I get to be all these different types of things and characters and you know I, I you know I guess you know you could kind of 
cram me into a dragon suit and, and I could be a dragon. So it's know? like endless possibilities for <laughs> Exactly, you. exactly. Voice acting really kind of opens up a lot of things. And I don't know, it just seems to be the thing that uh, has, has really worked for me. So. All right. Now, when not voice acting or on stage, what kind of fun stuff do you like to do? Well, much like uh, my Genshin counterparts, mm -hmm. I like to uh, I like to play video games and watch anime. I love sci-fi films. Um, somebody once asked me, they were like, uh, "Dark Knight or Avengers?" And I said, "Why choose?" I mean, you know, I, I love exactly. it all. You know, I mean, I'm 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 I go see all of the Marvel and DC uh, movies. I, um, you know, I'm I just I love all of that stuff, and um, so you know, that's that's. That's where I spend a lot of my free time. And then when I get the chance, like, uh, I, I, I say this and people get confused because I, I just beat Arkham Asylum. And they're like, you haven't played Arkham City yet? No, I don't have that much time. <laughs> but I got exactly. through Arkham Asylum. Exactly. So I, I, uh, I'm enjoying that. And uh, I've only played the first Uncharted, but I intend to get through the rest of them. And I love, you know, I love my PS3 and the Wii. And, and I got to be uh, Lucario in, in Super Smash Brothers. So it's always fun when I get together with my friends and we play Smash Brothers. And I get to play Lucario. I'm like, ah, I'm beating you up. And it's me. <clears throat> but... Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and then, of course, I play the Pokemon games, and, you know, I, 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 I always kind of, you know, there are some people in the studio that kind of laugh, uh -huh, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing research, yeah, that's it, you know, <laughs> but, um, but I do love it. Um, <clears throat> somebody asked me today, who's in my team right now, and I have a copy of Black 2, and I have a, a, a Timber and a Girder and uh, a Coughing and a Lucario, and uh, Magnemite, I can't remember the sixth one right now, but these are all creatures that I voice, mm -hmm. so like I, I have a tendency of like grabbing a team of creatures that I am. So. A team of Bill Pokemon. It's a team of me. Of well, when I, Bills. When I was playing Diamond and Pearl, I had, a, I had an army of Krogunks. <laughs> so I would just like... I would just leave them at the at the ranch so that they could uh, you know breed, and then I just pick up more krogunk eggs as I went along. And, you know, it was cool. fun. You know, I mean, you know, you, you can't have an all poison team because it doesn't really work that well. But it's you know they're they're fun to have. I believe it. <clears throat> so, what would you tell somebody who wants to get into the field of voice acting? Don't no. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, it's um, <clears throat> it's a rough road. Um, I do the Pokemon work year round, so it's a it's a it's a constant paycheck. Before then, when I had first started back in two thousand one, I was doing other work, and um, even now with Pokemon, I still do like script adaptation work, and I work for a bunch of other different studios, and you know besides anime and video games, I work on. Um, I work for a group that does a Korean live action. Cool. Uh, not, uh, uh, sorry, I work for a Korean site that does ESL stuff, and I work for a Turkish site that uh, a Turkish group that does Turkish live action stuff dubbed into English for satellite television. Oh, okay. So I work with uh, Ebru Entertainment, uh, Ebru TV, for we dub, uh, we adapt and dub shows into English. And they're, they're, you know, Turkish, like, cop dramas and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then with the Korean group, I work with a group called Little Fox. And you can go to their website, but it's all in Korean. So unless you know Korean, you won't right. be able to get it. But it's funny. If you go there and you look at some of their videos, you can be like, I know that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. So a lot of New York actors work. It's like this ESL 
website for kids to learn English. That's so we cool. like read children's classics. Like I was in Wizard of Oz and Black Beauty and uh, the Railway Children and like a bunch of those. And what it is is like you go and you hear us and then there's the words on the screen so that like they can learn. This is how okay. you pronounce these words and different things. And it's pretty cool. But like. All of that work kind of helps me stay afloat. When I first started, I was like, I was working in insurance and I was working in medical billing and uh, I worked retail for a while. I just bounced around mm -hmm. to kind of make ends meet till it started to work. So what I would say, somebody who wants to get into this is that it's a long road and you really have to be ready to deal with that. And it's a hard road. You got to deal with a lot of rejection. I mean, to this day, people are like, "Oh, well, he's in Pokemon. He can, you know, he can just walk in and, and audition and be like, hey, I'm in Pokemon." And they're like, "You're cast." Doesn't work like that. There are a lot of things that like I'll audition for and I don't get, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sad." But you know, you just got to kind of pull yourself up and keep going. Right. So I've had a lot of really cool opportunities, and I've been in a lot of great things, but I've also you know, gone out for a lot of auditions that I didn't get, and it's you just got to be able to persevere and roll with that because it's it's a, you know, it can be a difficult road at times. I completely understand. All right, so any last words you want to tell our, fr our friends and family and the entire audience of internet people out there? Well, the people that are listening to us on the audio won't be able to see this, but the people who are watching the video will realize that we're like in a corner here. And I thought at first when they put the camera on with the lights that I was going to be questioned or something. I was really expecting you to be like, who do you work for? You know, but. <laughs> What's the code? What's the code? <laughs> have a little 24 moment here. So yes, for the people who are listening out in audio land, you know, I'm just making sure that I don't get interrogated here because there's a nice brick wall that DJ, DJ Ranma is going to crash my head into now. So. Um, what, what else can I say to the people? Um, uh, if you are interested in finding out more about my adventures, just search Bill's Voice. Uh, I'm billsvoice.net, but I'm also Bill's Voice on Facebook. I have a fan page and I have a Twitter account and I try to keep everybody updated on what I'm doing gotcha. as of late. And when I find out where this is, I will definitely post it to my page Great. and be like, go check out this cool awesome. interview I did. Now, before we get out of here, <laughs> one more thing. Yes, um, it seems that you were supposed to be at Anime Next last year. Oh, God, here we go. <clears throat> you decided, you, I understand this is your hometown. Nothing mm -hmm. will take you away, but you disappeared that weekend. I do believe a couple of voice actors kind of razzed you about that. Thank you, Kyle. This is this is going to become a this is going to become a serious issue. I will be at Anime Next this year. Lindsay has already contacted me and said you better be there. Um, people at OMG Con out in Paducah, Kentucky. Um, I just Autumn Jarvis and and Hannah and uh, Chase and and all of the wonderful people out there were really really sweet and it was a wonderful opportunity. They were doing a convention, and they were like, we really want a Pokemon guest, and we really would love to have you come out. And so I talked to uh, Bob Ruste and, and Lindsay and a lot of the, the con folks at Anime Next, and I said, look, I'm really sorry, but this is cool convention really wants me and it's the same weekend so I was wondering if maybe I could take a year off and just go over there and they're like no we totally understand I actually went to a staff meeting one day and mm -hmm. told them I'm like I'm gonna miss you guys I'm really sorry but next week I'm going to and they were like no we love you Bill and I went and you know I got my butt on a plane and flew out to Kentucky and they were really sweet they were really wonderful I got to go with Greg Harris and the two of us mm -hmm. had a blast and throughout the weekend we were like you know 
we really miss the folks at Anime Next. It's a shame that the, the conventions are the same weekend. And then the next thing I know, there's a video floating around on YouTube going, it's all Bill's fault. You didn't show up at the convention. You ruined everything. And I'm like, you guys gave me a blessing. But the, the awesome thing about it is now, in 2013, OMG Con and Anime Next are on two separate weekends. So I can have the best of both worlds. I will be at both this year, and I love everybody. My pals out in Paducah and my pals in New Jersey, everybody will will get to share in love. There's <laughs> a bill for everyone. There's a bill for everyone. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. All right, let's get out of here. Take care. Thank you, dude. Right. Take care.
Well, we made it to 99 episodes and only two casualties. <laughs> That's pretty good, I guess. I, I, I tend to think so, too. But, um, don't forget to check us out, episode 100. If everything goes according to plan, I think some people are going to be in for a bit of a shock. If not for a shock, it be more along the lines of about fucking time. Would but, that be your co-hosts or just our fans? Um, more of the fans, maybe the co-hosts, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but we... Let's not go shocking the co-hosts. <laughs> I, I won't go shocking the co-hosts. I promise. Not Good. metaphorically, anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend. That's how we get we get around. Let people know about our podcast. Whether you like it or not, tell them. Let, let if, if they didn't like if you didn't like it, let them check it out and see what their opinion is. AnimeJamSession.com. And I'm hoping to get the the site go live. We're almost done. Keyword being almost. I think uh, next week, I think me and Mako are going to have to sit down and start hammering out uh, the last-minute kinks. Well, bring everything this weekend. Oh, I could do that. Actually, we could probably do some stuff um, probably um, Thursday or Friday. Depends on how things go. So, well, I'm not going to be available Thursday. Well, well, well wait, oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot. I'm going to see Eddie Izzard. Well, let, nice. me, let me know what time I might pop into the city and meet y'all for lunch or something like that. Uh, dinner. Dinner. Oh, wait, no, no, I can't. TNA wrestling in suits. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it's male bonding. What can I say? What can I tell you? You and your bromance. Hey, don't hate. <laughs> Check out our podcast on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Xbox Music, and iTunes. Any five-star reviews that we have from iTunes or, or Xbox Music or anywhere else, we will gladly um, read them on the show, give you bringer of mad props. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. This is where we put all of our uh, convention videos, masquerades, interviews, and other cool stuff that we may see, see along the way. And check out our personal YouTube pages. I'm at DJ Ronma S. Ari's at Ari22682. Mako-chan is at Jupe Luna. And you can find Sailor Flair at Sailor Flair. Follow us here. You'll probably see some videos that we may have done and other videos that we may have liked along the way. And check us out on Twitter.com. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Anything in regards to our Facebook page, photos, articles, any of that cool stuff, we will post it here so you know to go check it out as soon as it comes back around. Um, if you want to follow our personal Twitter pages, well, you have been warned. You can find <laughs> me. You might want to laugh a little bit more than that, good sir. Twitter.com slash DJ Ron Mess. Uh, Twitter.com slash Joe Vedea. Twitter.com slash The Ari Man. And you can find Sailor Flair at Twitter.com slash Make It Epic. If you want to, yeah, definitely follow us on Twitter if you want to see what really makes us tick from time to time. Follow at your own risk in that case. Mm-hmm. 
and check out our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We are at 1,111 likes. That's pretty pretty cool. And for that, we say thank you. And as long as you keep liking our page and telling other people about, about us, we'll continue to do what we do. Because our main goal is to bring the con experience to you if you can't make it. Or if you can make it, follow us around to see our shenanigans. <laughs> you can find me at uh, facebook.com slash djronmas. Mako is at facebook.com slash Makoto Makochan Kino. You sh- I think you really need to shorten that. Fuck you now. Um, if you have any questions about our podcast, you can let us know at podcast at animejamsession.com. Anything else, info at animejamsession.com. If you want to email one of us, it's DJ S, Ari Rockefeller, and Mako Chan. Just that to animejamsession.com and we'll get and we'll get it. If it's good stuff, we'll read it. If it's bad stuff, we'll read it and then drop it off into the flames department. And check us out on the VOG network. Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Encore presentation is at Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And VOG, Voice of Geeks Network. More than just anime. So if you have other cool geek stuff you'd like to do, you check out the rest of our podcasts and some of our articles. If you're into PC gaming like Warcraft, check out Wild Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wild and Horde House. If you're into science fiction, check out um, po- um, Brad over at podculture.net on Monday nights. Um, if you're into more sci-fi, television, movies, books, Critical Myth on Thursdays. If you're more into the general geek culture, check out Understation Live Saturdays um, at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Travis Donovan and Jessica Harper. And check out our flagship shows, The Bobby Blackwolf Show. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Standard Time, Orange Dodge Radio. Video gaming talk from start to finish. I think that covers just about everything. Seems about right, yeah. Yep. I think it's time to start getting things prepped together for episode 100. So, Ari, any last words? I'll bring all the booze, I suppose. Mako-chan, any last words? Nap time. Okay. I've been Ranma. I've been Ari. I am Mako-chan. See y'all next week for episode 100. Woot. That was a good one. What do you guys think? Ah, yeah. All right. Say goodnight, Mako. Goodnight, Mako. Works every time. Peace. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.